Hello again, beautiful, beautiful humans, and welcome back to Relationships, the podcast where the journey is more than the destination. Um, so this is the part two of conditioning, and I wanted to split it into two parts because it is a bit different of a topic on a general level than within a relationship. The conditioning topic is already quite hard to um, identify alone uh, for yourself as an individual and in a relationship it's even harder because you are you know connected entangled with another human being who has their own individual conditionings and is maybe trying to or maybe not trying to identify these conditionings and it really as I said in the last part, in the first part, it really, the conditioning <clears throat> feels like layers that are on top of us. And even with identifying and being aware of certain conditions, conditionings, it doesn't mean that they automatically disappear just through awareness. It's still something that needs to be worked with um, over a longer time. It's a process and it depends on the conditioning in itself as well. Uh, classic things like, you know, boys don't cry and girls have to be cute. Those kind of things are really hard to lie, lay off yourselves if, if you've been, you know, believing in that for the whole entirety of your lifetime. So, of course, it takes time and a small essence of it might always still stay true, but not to the degree of the conditioning that, you know, you can only define yourself cute as a woman it's like something you have to be it should not be a necessity it's an option as a woman to be cute and it's an option as a man to not cry and be the stronger one but maybe not always maybe it shouldn't be something demanded from us and specifically not all of us should be put into one box uh, whether we're female or male and then have our you know, tick lists of behaviors and things that are okay for us to do based on the genitalia we have or things that are not okay to do based on the piece of jewelry we have down there. And therefore conditioning in a relationship is a tough one. And in a way, I kind of wish I would have kept this one for a bit later, but it is really often the ground, the basic root to a lot of issues people experience because conditioning creates expectations within ourselves and the people around us and in a relationship that is often one that is very confusing or very hurtful that we are met with expectations rather than being accepted for what and who we are and maybe also respected for not being able to do certain things with all the love and the kindness, for example, we would like to do them. Sometimes our emotions take over and we just get really angry. And it would be nice if we have more understanding for each other, where our anger came from, and where the traumas came from, in order to give ourselves and the other more space to really identify those conditionings that we've all been put through. And there are very, very classic ones. And then there are more individual ones. We all come from quite different cultures, continents, countries. And there are, you know, those vast differences. But then 
again, it's same, same, but different in a way all over the world. And it's something we're also collectively working with as all of humanity, like a collected project. We have to figure out to allow a way that is okay to be our true selves. And when we all come back to that sense of being who we really are, then there will be no need for conditioning anymore. And in a relationship, what we are after is often the romantic love to have a partner to go through life and also you know, reproduce. We are, after all, beings of nature and nature wants to survive and so do humans and that's why we have babies as well it's not just you know a product of love it's also insurance for our species to survive just like every other animal and plant seeds itself so do we and so yeah love is a great experience but also a biologically little trap in order from to make sure that we still reproduce i guess infatuation plays a big role here too and physical attraction and whatnot but you get my point and what we start to do is we start to condition love and we've heard this topic a lot unconditional and conditional love and apparently these days we're all fine with the fact that mothers are the last beings that know how to love unconditionally and then maybe also only while the children are baby infants and the, those first weeks are you know the magical weeks where mother and child first start bonding and since the mother gives birth to this human there is you know they are just closer that's just how it is the fathers don't have the milk and neither do they carry the um, baby it doesn't mean that they are less connected it just means they're physically less needed in the first weeks in a sense in the nurturing sense, love nurturing, they're needed, but they cannot physically feed the child like the mother can. And that's, I'm not trying to talk down men and necessity in raising a child at all. My point is more that we all know this picture of the unconditional love coming from a mother because a mother knows that its child is absolutely helpless when it's a baby. It needs the mother, and even if the baby pukes and poops all over its mother, the mother loves it. It's unconditional love because the mother understands that the baby is puking and pooping all over it because it doesn't know better, and it's still learning. It can't even walk. It can barely understand that it needs to breathe. So, of course, it needs the unconditional love of its mother in order to even survive. And that's, again, biology, and it's always biology. is always more intelligent than we think we are we are a part of nature we are a part of nature's intelligence what we think we are intelligent about is our intellect when we go and study and call ourselves professors and doctors yeah we think we're very intelligent but we're actually just intellectual we have even as humanity managed to redefine intelligence by having our own definition for it in a sense. And we underestimate the intelligence within nature because nature is not greedy. Like intellectual intellectuality has a certain greed in it because it has hierarchies, it has status involved, and it also decides about perhaps the money you're gonna make. And again, that will give you a certain status and whatnot. But nature doesn't work like that. Intelligence doesn't work like that. Intelligence is your gut feeling. Intelligence is photosynthesis. Intelligence are the seasons within 
the year uh, that was my intellectual police right outside my window. <laughs> no, but you understand what I'm saying, hopefully. So, yeah, letting those conditions slowly become apparent within a relationship and maybe help each other to comfort those, uh, to, to comfortly mirror those conditions to, to each other without letting one feel so much shame because again, it is very uncomfortable to actually acknowledge to have been conditioned because that means you'll have to say that you've done something slightly wrong or something not completely right at least. And we usually don't like to admit to those kind of things, especially not if someone else is showing them to us. And maybe even especially not with a partner. But why not? Like, that's the closest person you most likely have around you. And if you really want to grow old with someone, that's a great choice of a person to help you out once in a while, dig in and mirror out those conditionings so that you can be you and you can also continue being you guys together. Because if you both do it for each other, you just grow, grow, grow and heal. And that is the ultimate experience. And then at the end of the day, I think you will really understand what it means to have the journey matter and not the destination because it isn't necessarily about reaching that goal of a house with a beautiful backyard and three children and a dog and a car. The journey there, if you get there, that's, that can be nice, but the journey there to grow together as a team, as a, as a partnership, and help each other become better humans for those children, <laughs> perhaps, um, it's uh, much, much more worth it to pay attention to the journey and not focus so much on the destination. Of course, of course it's good to know what you're in for, in the long run, but everyday moments that you are in are the ones that matter. You're sitting here listening to me talking right now because you perhaps want to grow, you want to become a better person and you're looking for knowledge within and without yourself. So you can't only sit by yourself and constantly dig within yourself. We need others to mirror certain things with us sometimes and get some confirmation and also get some shoulders to cry on when we need it because healing is also a lot of crying and that is okay but it's also nice to have help with that and to help each other out it makes you feel stronger it makes you realize things for your own self helping someone mirror their conditions and traumas helps you mirror your own it is a give and take and so we are able to unite it is all it is all happening it's all gonna be fine. We will leave this conditioned phase of humanity behind us and uh, enter a new time soon. Soon, 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 soon. So help each other mirror conditions and get rid of them. Keep the ones that work for you, but then they're not conditions no longer. Then it's just you find yourself and drop everything that you don't need that people told you you do need. Have a lovely day and bye-bye.